When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. My friend, we're living through some amazing days. The age of the super truck battle is officially here. Yes. Uh, On this episode of TFL Talking Trucks podcast, dude, how about we pick up with the Raptor R news. Mm -hmm. Um, It launched this week. That's right. And we've had a few hours and days to digest it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Think about it. Right. And I I really want to put it up against the Ram TRX. Uh, which is the other production uh, supercharged V8 truck. Right. So, I mean, if you look at them on paper, they're very close. There are differences, and we happen to have the expert on trucks here, that'd be Andre. Oh, actually I was wondering little... who that who that is going to be. And for those of you who can't see this, he actually had a little bit of exposure with the Raptor R as well, so it got up close and personal. So he's going to give us a lot of his thoughts and impressions. I'm going to give you some of my attitude, and more importantly... We're going to thank our Patreon viewers because, guys, without you, we couldn't be here today. Really appreciate it. As always, patreon.com slash TFLcar is our only Patreon page right. where you can donate and help us with a little bit. But when it adds up, it really helps. It does. Yeah. For example, we had two people just within the last 24 hours support us. Uh, Bahumel Vasiki. Thank you, Bahumel. I, I really hope I pronounced your name correctly. And Daniel Rates. I think it's rates. <laughs> okay. Keep going. All right. That, that, those are the most recent guys. Also, Michael Sewell uh, supported us several days ago. So thank you guys very much. You know, guys wonder why I got a kick out of this. It's not so much because Andre mispronounces it. Believe it or not, his English pronunciation is better than mine. But <laughs> seeing his face expressions when he's trying to work through it is what I live for. So just so you know, I wanted a little bit of inside baseball. There you have it. So, of course, you can listen to this. Or if you want to see my facial expressions, you can also check us out right. at TFL Talk Channel uh-huh. or alltfl.com, right? That's correct. That's your one-stop shopping for the stuff we do every day. Guys, remember, we upload... Dozens of videos per week, dozens and dozens of posts per week, and we have a bidding site, and there's more, and there's always more coming, and you can go to one place to find it, and that's alltfl.com. Yeah, it's all your automotive news in one place. Um, uh, this week was also action-packed. Uh, we've had you know, the Blazer EV launch. Right. Uh, we've had many different things, Mercedes vehicles. Uh, we've traveled. Uh, we're also in Alaska as we speak. As we speak right now, I think we'll get into that a little bit of detail with that a little bit later. But I think a lot of people are chomping at the bit to talk about and hear about the TRX versus the new Raptor R. Because I think finally Ford has answered, and they've really answered. And I think it's important that everybody understand that. And also, I'm sure there's a few of you out there who are like, yeah, but there's these electric trucks that are actually faster. Yes, and we'll get to that as well. Yeah, totally. We'll discuss all of it. I also want to throw in the Escalade V into the mix mm-hmm. because it's a supercharged V8, technically a truck because it's a frame-based SUV, sure, sure. Uh, also into this mix. Um, and I'm glad you brought up, brought up electric trucks because they're very powerful and quite capable as well. Indeed. So we have to discuss this. Uh, and also, here's one of the biggest questions that we've seen um, with the, your comments. Mm-hmm. Um, is, did Ford do enough? Or should they have gone further with the Raptor R? That is an interesting question. Andre and I briefly talked about it earlier. And he and I, I think, are on the same page about this. Because in, on paper, yes, the TRX still has a few more horsepower and a little bit, tiny bit more torque. But the... Uh, Ford Raptor R is lighter. 
That, that is so important, guys. I, I can't even stress how important power to weight is when it comes to any type of performance vehicle. So that's an, an important piece of it, and we will get into that in detail. Well, let's quickly overview what the Raptor R is. Please. Um, it was also a long time coming. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I got to interview uh, actually two people from the Ford team, uh, Tony Greco, who is a program manager, and also Brian, uh, who is one of the engineers on the engine. Right. So thank you guys for that. Um, and what Tony told me is that uh, when originally the Raptor was born, the first gen, it was 2010, actually 12 years ago. Yeah. It's hard to believe that. TFL uh, owned the first generation, and we had it for quite a while, and it was a good truck. Yeah, and that, was, that truck was a V8 powered, but not supercharged. Right. Right. And there was some commotion at that time, because before that, what preceded it was the street performance pickup called the F-150 Lightning. Uh, yep. <laughs> not electric Lightning. No. Uh, a true supercharged... Um, uh, performance street truck, basically. Right. Yeah. Um, and then Ford kind of went away with it. I mean, they went to the, into the off-road direction, mm-hmm. V8s, and then the second gen brought the EcoBoost, right, the twin turbo V6. And now we're kind of almost making a full circle in a way. I think almost is the right way to put it. Too. Yeah, not quite. We're yeah. not at the street performance. Right. We're in the off-road area. Right. And, and there's a lot of questions about this new powertrain, whether or not it's going to show up in other trucks and stuff like that. Um, and also whether or not this is something that's going to become a trend with Ford. Are they moving back over to V8s? And I think that a lot of what we're seeing with the Raptor R, and you'll have to correct me whether I'm right or wrong, is that this is consumer requests that built this truck. Just like the original Raptor, by the way. Um, It's input from folks who bought vehicles like this before and people that are important to Ford and to actual consumers. They do read comments. They are actually really serious about that. Mm -hmm. And from day one, when they introduced the EcoBoost, a lot of people were disappointed. Even though the EcoBoost outperformed the V8, they wanted a powerful V8. And as trucks started catching up and passing them, especially the TRX, that's when Ford said, okay, now we're going to be serious. And rather than just jump on it and and have a half-developed truck pop out right after the TRX, Ford took their time and built this truck and built it right, according to what we know and what we've seen on paper, and hopefully in the very near future, according to what we will have experienced via the seat of our pants. Yeah, and, and Ford does have a unique take on this. Um, I received many uh, texts and um, you know social media posts from you guys, so thank you very much. Um, some of you, uh, there was one comment here that said, uh, Ford should just come out and say it. This was an answer to the TRX. Because mm-hmm. that's kind of not, I mean, here's the thing about manufacturers, not just Ford. Mm-hmm. They really don't like saying publicly, you know, this is our answer to X or we're trying to do Y. They want to just focus on the vehicle itself, not some of the reasons that came about. But but your point is well taken, Nathan. Mm-hmm. Um, this was a customer demand. Yes. If you look... Um, and, and even the high-output twin-turbo V6 is a good engine. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, it's powerful. It's 450 horsepower. Um, it, for most people, it does what, it, what they want it to do. Sure. But that sound element was missing, right? The, yeah. the true exhaust of a V8 and additional punch, additional punch. And be it, did they want to compete against the TRX? Probably, yes. But I think they just wanted to sell more Raptors. <laughs> I, I agree with you on both sides. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but th- there's more to it. Uh, it's interesting you brought up a, f- a point, which a lot of you guys out there who are automotive enthusiasts, truck enthusiasts, what Andre mentioned about how uh, automakers don't like to talk about other vehicles, that is mostly true, indeed. Uh, they won't talk about what they benchmark unless they tend to be a brand that's aiming above their head. Here's a really good example. Hyundai back in the day would say that like their original Genesis before the brand came out on its own was targeting BMW. They had no problem saying that because they were shooting well above their head, right? Mm-hmm. Same thing with Toyota talking about certain brands, you know, from Mercedes back in the day. You know, you can go through the thing, but when it comes to something like this, uh, you're talking about a super truck and you want to have it in a kind of a world of its own, right? And because of that, the Raptor R and the guys who developed it and the guys who do the PR behind it, and we know most of these people, they really don't want to talk about the TRX very much. 
Yes, of course they looked at the numbers because there was no reason. I bet you there's no reason they even hit 700 horsepower. They probably could have gotten the equivalent uh, performance at 680 horsepower, right? But but I, numbers I, but, matter. I know, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> but that's the point. Numbers matter. Yes. So at the end of the day, um, especially because someone's going to say, well, you know, that TRX is, was it, 702 horsepower? Yeah. 702 as opposed to 700. And the Ford guys are going to turn to them and say, yeah, okay, so they're both over 700 horsepower, but, you know, we're lighter. And suddenly the arguments at the bar as they're throwing things at each other makes a lot more sense. But it's two horsepower, Nathan. Uh, I mean, I'm not an engine dyno engineer, but could they have squeezed out three horsepower, four? Of course they could. Four and a half? This is Ford. It's one of the largest automakers in the world. You know, know, here's what Ford might do. Hmm. And they did it with the Lightning just a couple months ago. Electrify it? No. (laughs) I mean, eventually, yes. (laughs) No, no. Remember what they did with the Lightning? They came out with original specs when they announced the truck. And they said, you know, 562 horsepower is going to be nice and good and plenty. Right. And then uh, several months went by, and the truck was launching. And they were like, oopsie. By the way, it makes 580 horsepower now. Remember you this? You know, I think you might be onto something there. They may actually come out and say, oh, yeah, it's actually 705. We just we have just recertified it. The engine is, oh you know. Oh, my God, that would be genius, w- wouldn't would it? Would that be sweet? Oh, my, and that would really tick off Ram. But you know what Ram, Ram's going to do, right? What? Oh, they're going to come out with it at like 730 horsepower. <laughs> they're just going to just, because it, one tweak is all it needs with, you know, a, some sort of plug-in. And all of a sudden, they, they're putting out more power. So numbers matter. And the reason why I say this is because you see those big uh, billboards, you know, across every city. Mm -hmm. You know, F-150 tows 14,000 pounds and there's big flashing lights and, you know, payload is this and horsepower is that. So I'm a little surprised they came out with, you know, on paper. We we haven't driven the Raptor R yet. I'm sure it's going to be quite a driver because, like you said, um, and even Ford said this, Option for option, a loaded Raptor R versus a option TRX. It's about 400 pounds of difference. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I verified it. You know, we had a TRX long-term truck. Yeah. Uh, our truck weighed about 6,350 pounds. Mm-hmm. Uh, this truck has a curb weight, the Raptor R. According to Ford, I wasn't able to verify this. Sure, sure. I did not weigh it. Uh, but 5,950, right under 6,000 6, pounds. Right. So... And even comparing to electric vehicles, electric vehicles are way heavier. Oh, yeah. Like the Rivian weighs about 7,000 pounds plus. The Hummer EV weighs 9,000 pounds plounds plus. Right. Um, I, yeah, it, and weight does matter. And it, 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 it's not just with 0 to 60 and quarter miles like we would like to do, but also off-roading, racing in general, and efficiency. All of those things matter when it comes to weight. As such, a vehicle that's 400 pounds lighter than its competition, that is something notable. So I have a feeling that even if it sticks to 700 horsepower when the final edition hits and we're actually driving it, it's going to be more than a match for the TRX if the TRX stays as it currently is. It's going to be a lot of fun to compare the two. And yeah, and we cannot wait. Oh, we can't. Yeah. We're chopping at the bit. Yeah. I, you know, there is one thing on Ford's side. As much as I love the TRX, and it is one of my favorite trucks, it's just a, a ridiculous brute. But the Raptor has had more time in development with the same crew. You know what I mean? The same guys who. Ford de- performance team. Yes. They've been around for a long time developing mm-hmm. this truck. All the way from when it was, you know, a big sloppy V8 through its whole EcoBoost thing to this point. And they have a lot of time where they've spent and they know and they understand the engineering. I'm not saying the Ram guys don't, but in terms of a specific truck, they do have a lot of time doing it. Now the question is, and you mentioned it, Mm -hmm. where the hell is the supercharged V8 for General Motors and their pickup trucks? Yeah, where is it, General Motors? It's in a Cadillac is where it is. Yeah, so um, here's some extra numbers. So we already mentioned the TRX, right? 702 horsepower, 650 pound-feet of torque. The new Raptor R, 700 horsepower. By the way, this is the Predator V8. The Predator is the nickname of a 5.2 liter supercharged V8 in the Ford. Mm -hmm. Um, And it also exists in the Shelby Mustang GT500, Mm -hmm. which is why... uh, Rumors about this engine in the Raptor were two, years ago, were two or three years old. Yeah, yeah. I mean, people were excited about this for a very long time. Right. Um, and But it's a different tune. In the Mustang, it makes a little bit less torque. 
more horsepower. Mm -hmm. This is a truck, obviously, so torque is prioritized. Right. Uh, they bumped up the torque numbers. They changed the pulley system on this supercharger. Still the same volume, mm -hmm. uh, uh, 2.65 liters, uh, which is um, just a little bit less than the 2.7 liter volume supercharger on the TRX. True, but, but the, the same volume as on the GM, uh, what GM is using on their V8s. Right, interesting. So, um, but they, they still want to call it the Predator. It's still the Predator engine. It's in the same family of engines. Mm -hmm. um, and it has already be, been used in sports cars. Yeah. So, I mean, it has some track record already. Right, So and of, they know it's existing. a reliable yeah. mill that they can use. And, and Ram used the same kind of theory. I mean, they took yeah. their Hellcat motor that had years of, you know, customer, you know, acceptance and, in the, you know, they sold. Hundreds of thousands of them are out there. Yeah, many, 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 mm. many thousands, like yeah. you said. So Ram was using a similar kind of formula there. Mm -hmm. um, and then, of course, suspension is the next formula, which, which we'll talk about next. Yeah. But GM in the Cadillac uh, has a 6.2 liter supercharged V8. Right. Um, which is related to their Blackwing uh, sports cars, mm -hmm. um, those those engines, but uh, um, and that produces a 682 horsepower and 653 pound-feet of torque. So it's the torquiest of the V8s mm -hmm. compared to the Ram and Ford, but the horsepower is lower. Which, at the end okay. of the day, I mean, you and I both know that torque and trucks both work out quite well. Horsepower kind of gets every all the legs running and at higher higher speeds, and that's great too. But um, if if General Motors were to use that powertrain and shove it inside of oh, I don't know, a ZR2 Silverado and beef it up a little bit, suddenly you'd have a three horse race. You really would. And you could trade off and say, you know, hey, one's a good balance in between. One has more torque and one has more horsepower. I think this is if that if they do that, it would be phenomenal. But as it stands right now with the Raptor R and the TRX, there are some fundamental differences between them. And we can even talk about that with uh, suspension and I would say the overall design, right? Mm -hmm. So so what do you got with the suspension? So let's hit the design first. Oh, okay, design I, I want to be a bit of a um, devil's advocate, advocate Ad, mm -hmm. so to speak. Um, and because I had high expectations for the Raptor R, mm -hmm. because it's been rumored for so long, sure. right? And it's it's been we've been waiting for it. Um, Design-wise, they blacked out the grill and some of the trim yeah, on the outside. Uh, they painted the tow hooks. Tommy would be really proud. Yeah, because same orange that he loves. Uh, code orange. Yes, that's what Ford calls it. Um, and they put an R into the grill, so uh, orange R into the grill. Yeah, but dude. This is a special truck. I wanted like fire breathing vents and gills and uh, spoilers on the roof. And, you know what I'm saying? I, I, I wanted something like a step beyond. This. So what you're saying is at least visually it's it's not quite as special as you would like it to be to differentiate it from a regular Raptor. I would say, I would, yeah, that's where I'm going. They, they, they created a bigger bulge on the hood. Do you see the bulge? <laughs> Do you see the bigger bulge, Andre? Oh, okay. So the bulge, <laughs> the bulge is an inch taller. They they measured it and they said it. It's an inch taller, and of course, it's functional. It's exhaling the heat. Well, I mean, you do so, have you know greater displacement, two extra cylinders, yeah. and so yeah, you're going to produce more heat, and you got to get rid of that heat, which is great. Um, th this photo from the angle it's taken really doesn't make it look that much different than a regular Raptor. Um, and that's I, what I mean. Yeah. But it comes standard with a 37 inch. Yes. Tires, whereas the other one, the, the regular Raptor, you have to get it as the optional 37 package. Exactly. And we'll talk about pricing. I know, I know you care about price. We all do. <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll, this is another stratosphere for mm -hmm. pricing, but we'll, we'll, we'll discuss that. Right. Um, so, yeah, look as one. Let us know in the comments below what you think about the look and design. Um, so, immediately, to identify the, the stock Raptor R mm -hmm. on the street, look at the front tow hooks. And then in the, in the back, look at the exhaust pipes. Um, they have kind of packed tips, so mm. the tips are a little bit um, 
slightly uh, oh, larger. Yeah, I remember seeing um, that photo. So yeah. remember when they teased it, yeah. they kind of showed that as well. Yeah, they're, uh, they're not overall larger diameter. It's just uh, the walls of the uh, exhaust is a little bit thicker. Yeah, but it, so, it, they do look bigger just visually yeah. too. So the they visually look better, bigger. They increased towing, believe it or not, to 8,700 pounds. What was so, it? What's the uh, stock? It was it was eighty two hundred pounds before for the Raptor. Okay. So five hundred pound increase. Yeah, which is so they didn't forget about truck stuff. No. I mean, it still can tow. I mean, it will tow. What, does it lose any payload with the larger displacement uh, engine and all that? No. Stuff? So the engine adds between about eighty to hundred pounds. Remember, we weren't sure before. Yeah. Um, so it adds about hundred pounds in, of weight to the front of the vehicle. Gotcha, gotcha. And they raised the gross vehicle weight a little bit higher. Hmm. So they maintained the same payload. Okay. Um, and they increased the front spring rate about 5%. Which compensates for the extra weight. Yeah, gotcha. a little bit of extra yeah, yeah. weight. Okay. So, and, but, but here's the thing. Yes, 37s are awesome. Mm -hmm. This is the only pickup right now from the factory on 37s. GMC Hummer, uh, GMC says you can update the 37s at the dealer, mm -hmm. but from the factory, this is currently the, the only one. But dude, suspension, they left basically the same Fox live valve shocks. Are they three inch or 2.5? Uh, well, these are three and the, 3.1s 3.1s. Uh -huh. That are on the standard 32 package, a 32, uh, 37 tire package Raptor. Gotcha. But I, w I thought they were gonna do like an upgrade in shocks again. They right, did, right. They did. In order to, to, because everything else is so overbaked in terms of its powertrain, you thought that they might. What about larger Go. brakes? Uh, as far as I know, the brakes are about the same. They beefed up the front end. So the front like axle housing and the front front drive shafts mm -hmm. uh, were beefed up to handle extra torque. Gotcha. Uh, the rear suspension are, uh, uh, geometry is the same. It's mm -hmm. the coil springs in the back, uh, still five-link suspension. All those things are wonderful. But see, Raptor guys and gals always want the next the best thing. So I thought they could have gone with like X2 technology on the Fox Live shacks, which are like compression and rebound um, adjustments. But but they, they, but they, they didn't do didn't. it. Didn't. Right, right, right. I got you. So here here's a possibility. Okay. And I'm curious if any Ford fans or or engineers listening. Is it possible that the reason they didn't do that is because they already had something really good? and going up another level actually may have made it worse. Here's a really good example. Putting on a larger tire, which in theory they could probably have done, or a wider one or whatever, probably would take away from its off-road capability or its speed or its you know, handling or whatever. Perhaps larger suspension or the rebound technology you're talking about or whatever, maybe that would sacrifice some of the ride or even possibly payload or something like that, right? Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure they researched this to death and they came up with the best possible combination, A, to keep the truck almost affordable, which it's not. But, I mean, you know, within uh, reason, within yeah. reason, I guess. Um, but the other part of it is perhaps, and, and this is a guess, but knowing what I know about engineers, and I've met a lot and so have you, they want the very best, but they also know that if they, certain things, if they just stick with certain things that work, it's better for the truck altogether and also better on the return on investment. Yeah. And so I'm curious if that's what happened and that's why you're not looking at a truck that has all these unique special components other than a fire breathing engine, which really is which what we've the, been waiting main, for. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe so that's it. I, I, I take your point very seriously. And I, I think I, I think you nailed it, because mm -hmm. if I think about where this truck has been, mm -hmm. 2021, you know, the third generation truck came out. It was kind of a small iteration, right? It wasn't an all new vehicle, mm. but they iterated on like the rear yeah. suspension. They added, you know, some shock technology to it. Um, then they kept the engine, by the way. Yeah, but right? they also updated the interior, I believe, yeah, as well, right? They yeah. updated the interior. Now yeah. we have a new engine, same, same suspension from a, a year and a half ago, right? So what happens next year or two years from now? Maybe they'll iterate again, right? Yeah, they'll and, and, and make something additional on Fox's top of it. next generation AI controlled suspension it's 4.2 linked to your, it's linked to your brain yeah it just it just it's you sneeze and it <laughs> makes a difference so it, anything is possible but i think that we're on the logical track with that and i know a lot of you guys are probably hoping just like andre that it, you know maybe what about unique wheels were they unique to the raptor r oh uh, they're blacked out Wow. Okay. So it doesn't really look that different to me. And I think so, that, and all the pictures I've seen, other than the fact that it kicks up a giant rooster tail, 
It really does look like a regular Raptor. Is that a bad thing? I think the regular Raptor is a great looking truck, but. Yeah, and I think, so let's say there's a person at the stoplight, right? Mm -hmm. And by the way, Ford talked a lot about, you know, perfecting and tuning the affordability of this truck. Right. And they did that, right? They tested it in the, in the you know, west coast of uh, United States. Uh, they did all these things. Uh, but the truck is going to be used a lot on the streets and the roads and highways. Oh, yeah. That's where Raptors live. I know, seriously. It, it, it's funny. I'm not saying their customer, the owners don't take them off road. I'm just saying Some most do. of the time they live on the road. So there's a traffic light. There is a third generation 2021 Raptor. Mm -hmm. You pull up on your Raptor R and you look at each other. And at first glance, you're like, oh, we have the same truck. And then the Raptor R dude or gal taps the throttle, yeah. you know, the, the V8 screams to life. And suddenly all the hair on the back of the neck of the other guy stands up. Like, ooh, mm. you got yourself a nice truck. Mm. So, but it's subtle, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. That's where my issue was coming because from. Because it looks wise, well, do you want them to slap a giant sticker on this side that says R? Would well, that make you happy? they kind of did that. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, uh, <laughs> maybe that's another way. Yeah. Okay. So, so but, but, but I get what you're saying, and I, I think that we all get the point, which is that visually, at least, and in terms of special features, you don't really see it right off the bat. You have to really dig into it. However, I'm willing to bet that guys who are Ford Raptor fans, the minute they see one of those, it's going to be just like 20 years ago looking at a Lamborghini on the street. It's like, oh, my God, I can't believe I'm looking at one. You know what I yeah, mean? and they'll they'll know all the details, right? Exactly. They know the grill. They know that the shocks are painted black with special orange on top of it, right? All those minute details will be visible, right? Now, how many Raptor Thirty Seven guys are going to go out there and put and get an aftermarket little R and slap it on the grill and then repaint their uh, tow hooks, just like people used to do with BMWs when they put the M badge on there? Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and it's a four thing. cylinder, right? <laughs> <laughs> Well, no, they, they, they'll poke holes in the exhaust to make it sound loud. And he's like, no, no, really, it's an M, wink. It's an M, I swear. I mean, will this happen in the future? Uh, people are already kind of doing it with Probably. a lot of other trucks. But, but uh, that's, that's the beauty of trucks. You can customize it endlessly, yeah. right? And, you know, no matter which version you have, which, which is awesome. I am curious to see what, I mean, tuners are probably already like, yeah, we're going to make 800 horsepower tomorrow. Well, dude, uh, Whipple. Right, um, already has a power upgrade on their website for the Raptor R. No kidding. Because the GT500 is a known engine. It's, sure, it's so there. they can tune that, they can tune yeah. this. And they have a new supercharger, a larger one you can slap on there if you want. <laughs> you, they have like intercooler pumps upgrades, yeah. they have software upgrades. I mean, it's already endless. Um, so now we have to talk about, unfortunately, uh, I, I want to go there because availability price. <laughs> right. We can sit here and talk about how amazing this truck is or will be endlessly. Sure. But until people actually have them and own them and drive them, it's a whole different story. I agree. And accessibility is a huge part of that. Ford says it will be on sale by the end of this year, technically mm -hmm. late fall. Uh -huh. So uh, they've never missed their deadline. They've managed to actually, despite everything, hit the deadline. Whether I mean, or not they have there were some vehicle. delays. I mean, the number of vehicles built. But when they say something is going to be delivered in a certain month, they stick to that. Yeah. So I, I, I'm not doubting the fall 2022 deadline, mm -hmm. but I am doubting volume. You know, how many trucks can they build? How much dealers, dealers, are you listening? <laughs> how much dealers will upcharge on top of the MSRP, which is $109,145. And that is the base MSRP, 109 yeah, but the beautiful thing about that MSRP, if there is such a beautiful thing, it's kind of one price. Mm -hmm. So what Ford is doing with the Raptor R, it has a full luxury interior, special you know carbon trim package and dark trim. Sure. And the latest Recaro seats and all the technology you can imagine. Uh, the exhaust system has valves, mm. right? So you can adjust everything. Um, and the, there's only two things you can pick. Your exterior color... Mm -hmm. And whether or not you want a sunroof, but everything else is one price, one oh nine. Pick a color, and go enjoy your Raptor R. So there's not a lot of you can do to it. Okay, that's the way it. it right is. now, at this very moment, people who are in their car, in their truck, at home, mm -hmm. whoever listening or watching, mm -hmm. are saying the same thing. What? There's no way anybody's ever going to get one at one oh nine. There's no way. 
that dealers will release them for anything less than 169, 189. You know, I mean, stupid, stupid price increases. Now, you're probably right. You are. I mean, this is the unfortunate part of the world we're currently living in. A couple things to keep in mind. Ford is currently working on a program where, at least with their electric vehicles, they're doing price. Basically, you get the price you want online through And them. you lock it in, right? You lock it in. There's yeah. no negotiation. It's just it's locked in, and you're not getting any increase. If enough dealers pull this crap with punching up massive prices just because they're being greedy, Ford may shift more of these vehicles to that model, and I think they should. There yeah. I said it. Yeah. Well, the 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 great <coughs> the great thing about you know dealerships and also the not and probably the worst is that they're all franchise owners, right? Most you are. know Ford has limited control of of and s- same with many old manufacturers. In mm-hmm. fact, other than some Tesla, you know Tesla, Tesla does finally, direct. Yeah, they do their own. Some thing. some others, uh, but um, there's limited control you can have. Yes, which is both good and bad. Because, you know, those dealers know their localities and, you know, the people in the neighborhoods and regions that they serve. um, And it's beautiful. But also they can pull nasty tricks once in a while. They've been pulling nasty tricks. It's been really almost three years now where there's been some horrible, horrible uh, upgrades and prices that in many cases are just based on greed. In most cases are based on greed. Yes, I know that there's a lack of, you know, vehicles that are on these lots and availability. And, and supply it. and demand. I supply mean, and demand is an it. issue. But in, uh, and also this is a luxury truck. And so they're going to act accordingly. So expect that. Now, I think the second part that what you guys are saying was, well, wait a minute. The TRX is less expensive. Ah. Yes. Can we talk about that? Yes. So let's talk about the TRX and what its price is, where it was, and where it is now. Because when we bought our truck, which was a little over, well, almost a year and a half ago. Yeah, December 2020, December 31st, we believe still that we're the first delivery of our MTRX. We, we were. We actually forced people to correct it when they said they got theirs first. You yeah. know, that's how anal we were about it. But anyway, we got this truck, and we bought it at the time. This is before the prices really started hitting hard. Right before they really got crazy, seventy-seven thousand. Yeah, that was, was MSRP. MSRP, yeah. and it was one step above the base model. Yes, right. The base at that time was about seventy-two-ish, mm-hmm. seventy-two and change. Okay, which I've only seen one truck. Um, our friend, um, gosh, his name just slipped my mind. That's okay. We'll keep anyway, going. Uh, our friend who we did a drag race with, mm-hmm. um, he has a base one. He yeah. showed me a sticker. It was $72,000. That truck exists. I know it does. It's probably be, the only be, one. Because I saw it. Right. Anyway, so at that point, $72,000 sounded absurd. Yeah. You know, Everybody's but, mind was blown. But you did have a Hellcat-powered pickup truck, basically. Right. With amazing suspension and wide body. But even back then, if you spec'd it the right way, you got pretty close to $100,000. Yeah, totally. Right. So they had, like, the launch edition, you uh-huh. know, the special trucks, uh, special colors, all the options, um, additional tire, spare tires in the bedroom. Right, right. Um, so those were pushing $96,000, $98,000 MSRP. Yeah, and this before, is back... Be- before dealerships took care of, of upcharging. <laughs> right. <laughs> yes. And now, fast forward a year and a half later, 18 months later, basically. And how much roughly is the base price RAM TRX? Well, if you go on our website, it's about 78. Okay. So the base price, according to the manufacturer, came up. Right. Right. From 72 to about 78, So $6,000 yes. increase. In a year and a half. In a year and a half. However, and keep this in mind, will you get one at that price? Probably not. Even no. if you try to spec it out as a base model, most likely you're, you're going to be in the $80,000 zone, right? Yes. And you could still order it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, people are still ordering TRXs to their spec. Yeah. And I believe, uh, don't quote me on this, um, if you order, most dealers, well, it depends on the dealer, but they will honor, first of all, those options you chose and the price you locked in, right, at the time of order. But you may be waiting months or maybe even up to a year for, for that truck. To and some people can, are pulling, right. are still pulling stuff where a truck comes in and somebody else throws in an extra ten grand. They'll get it first. And boof, it, ex- it, it Even though you waited which, for months. Which is awful. I, I recently got an email from a customer who, um, from a viewer who ordered the GMC 84X, mm-hmm. and it just disappeared. You know, 
it was sold to somebody else. That that's really a nasty practice. There's there's many nasty practices. We could spend the entire and we've done this before the entire <laughs> broadcast talking about unscrupulous unscrupulous salespeople and some of the things that they pull. But rather than do that, which is just far too easy, and you guys are major aware of this. By the way, don't stop sending us stuff with that. If you hear a story, send it in. Uh, where do they send it to, by the way? Anything? Ask at tfltruck.com. Precise and um, And also, um, if you're a supporter on Patreon, uh, we, we check those first. Yes. Um, because we, we have conversations on patreon.com. So you can also send it to, to, to there. Oh, which reminds me, if you have a question and you ask it on Patreon, that question will be answered right here on the show. Yes, uh, we just don't have any from the last few days. That's correct. So I'm sorry about that. Okay, so I wanted to move, shift gears a little bit. Uh, um, uh-huh. I saw that. Thank you. Okay. Uh, and move over to the GMC Hummer yeah. for two reasons. One, because recently in, in the last broadcast that you and I made, um, we made a comment that the GMC Hummer was the first, and I think I said the word purpose-built, but if I didn't, then I'm going to add that purpose-built electric off-road pickup truck in the market. Electric. Electric, yes. Yes. And uh, somebody responded saying, well, what about the Rivian? And the Rivian is a pickup truck that can do some off-roading, but in terms of a purpose-built off-roader, uh, the Hummer really is that. That's that's the whole point of that thing is so it can do some serious off-roading, and it can be kind of sort of a pickup truck. Anyway, wanted to answer that, but move into the Hummer and its capability and its pricing when you compare it to the Raptor R and the TRX, because it certainly should be in that conversation, right? Yes. Okay. So what is the capability, what are the capabilities of the, of the GMC Hummer? Where it is, you've driven it, you know all the specs and how it compares to the Ford Raptor R and the TRX. And I think that there's going to be some interesting comparison numbers. Yeah. Uh, and I want to preface this by saying that we're, we started this episode by saying this is an amazing time. Mm-hmm. I totally mean it mm-hmm. because uh, it's the internal combustion, you know, the glory days of internal combustion. The peak, I would the say. The peak. I mean, look at this engine. Yeah. 5.2 liters, 700 horsepower. It's like 134 horsepower per liter. This engine in the Raptor R revs up to 7,000 RPM in a pickup truck. In a pickup truck. It's it's a glory days of the V8s. And it may be the final glory days of the V8. And they're butting heads now with electric. Right. El- electricity has a lot of torque, a lot mm. of horsepower. Yes. So this is one thing that the Hummer does have. Um, the first edition, edition one, has a 1,000 horsepower rating mm-hmm. and some ungodly number of torque uh, rating, like 1,200 pound-feet of torque. Yeah, like per wheel. Um, <laughs> so it has three motors. Mm-hmm. And of course, a really, really huge battery, which is where all of its weight comes from. But but y- on the last broadcast, y- you mentioned this. It's purpose built. It was basically a blank check design, clean sheet design on an off road vehicle because it has height adjustable suspension, mm-hmm. four wheel steering, uh, adjustable. Um, you know, the way that the shocks are working are adjustable in real time. Mm-hmm. Has drive modes. It has, I mean, you name it. It's basically a tour de force, a moonshot. Yeah, and I would agree with that. Yeah. So interesting, the thing about the vehicle, recent news, uh, some people have been putting out articles saying that the uh, Hummer is less efficient uh, than a Chevy Malibu. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Yeah, so what? (laughs) Seriously, no, I mean, so what? And it's got stupid heavy, it it, it doesn't make any sense. None of the vehicles logical. Hummers have never really been that logical. The whole purpose of this thing is to really go off-road hardcore, have pretty damn decent range, basically give your rich person who can afford one of these the ability to off-road, have decent range, and still plug it in when you get back home and you've got this awesome toy. It's a toy. Yeah. Um, and, and also, and it's a status symbol in many respects. Exa- well, that's and also the Raptor yeah. R is a status symbol. It is. I mean, if you can get and afford and actually able to purchase one. What is yes. this? Just offhand, do you know what the zero to 60 time is on the Hummer? They're is quoting th- basically three seconds. Three seconds, right. Yes. Um, uh, and we know that the TRX is in the four Four second. and a half-ish, right. low fours. Low fours. Yes. So I'm guessing that the uh, Raptor R is going to be around that same time, roughly. Uh, uh, yeah, so I asked for this. Mm-hmm. I said, uh, please, will you specify zero to 60 time, quarter mile time, or any time? They said no. They will never <laughs> specify it. But you know what Tony actually did say? Mm-hmm. And thank you, Tony. He said, um, Andre, I'll let you do it. 
So he, he's looking to TFL truck to actually put it to the test, which we plan to do yes. as soon as we can. Um, and because the Raptor R has really favorable gearing, four tens, right? Rear oh, good. Axle, yeah, that's excellent. Yeah. Um, ten speed automatic. Mm-hmm. It has the gearing and the weight advantage, which I think four seconds would be possible. And I, that would be still amazing. On 37s, dude, turning 37s is very hard. Oh, all that extra rotational yeah. mass, and so, also the fact that they're super grippy. So yeah, yeah. so but it's a status symbol, right? Like yeah. well, like we're we're saying about the Hummer EV. Um, by the way, and I'll still argue this: electric motors, and actually, it's not no argument. It, it's a fact that electric motors are more efficient, as far as just the energy wise, mm-hmm. uh, than a gasoline motor. Yeah, sure. So internal combustion, best internal combustion motors and engines. Let's call them engines. Okay, are about forty percent energy efficient, mm-hmm. the best ones. So sixty percent goes to heat, friction losses, and exhaust, and all, burn all, off. all of that yeah. stuff. Uh, electric motors are eighty-five to ninety percent efficient. So, yes, producing a giant battery, you know, takes a toll on the environment. Mm-hmm. You know, that's kind of where those con- calculations come from, right. right? But just by driving it, it's relatively efficient for what it is. Right. Uh, and accelerating f- at three seconds. Okay. I did a couple of accelerations in the real world. I, I had like three and a half second times, okay. right? Which is insane in a 9,000 pound vehicle. I just, I marvel at the fact that it just weighs so much that it actually could break it, some of those wooden bridges that I've gone over when I've off-roaded in other vehicles in other countries and, and uh, other states. No, but it <laughs> defies physics. I mean, it almost defies nuts. physics. And, so, and all the active components to it to make the suspension really super capable. And it's still ungodly big. It's very wide, actually, not so yes. much long. Right, exactly. Um, and, yeah, and it's there. And its price is about 112000 um, edition one, that's that's the price. Mm-hmm. So 109 versus 112. Right. I mean, so suddenly you're in the territory of that first-gen Hummer. And yeah. on top of that, we know that the Hummer will come down in price. Uh, progressively. With other versions. With other right. versions, yeah. right. Yeah. So it's very interesting to see where they are. So, so far, the TRX is showing that it's probably going to be the value leader amongst those three. Um, which insane is insane to say. I know, isn't that crazy to say? <laughs> and then, then if you were to drop down from the TRX an additional roughly ten grand, you are now in the Chevy Silverado uh, ZR2. Yeah. Realm, right? Yes. Uh, roughly speaking. In like 67,000, right. 69,000. Or, or even for slightly more, the uh, the new ATX. 84X. 84X. Yeah. And what's that newest one that, that you just looked at? The American Expedition vehicle. Right, which will be a little bit more expensive, yeah. obviously, yeah. But, but we don't know exact price. So that's that's where you are. That's in the ether you're floating in. That's how far down it goes. Um, the numbers are mind-boggling. But there's something to remember, which I think all of you guys are really going to be thrilled about. You don't have to buy any of these vehicles to do serious off-roading. You can save yourself (laughs) thousands, basically half the price on many of these, and get yourself something that's very decent for off-roading and towing. And, yeah, you won't be as fast and you won't look quite as cool, but you can still do stuff to make it look cool. So I'm in there with you guys. I'm in that same boat. I cannot afford this or anything even remotely like it, however. The fact that it's out there, the fact that these things exist, I think – it's a really cool feeling, you know? Like, we're at the pinnacle, as you said, of V8 inducted power, this super powerful engine, engines, I should say. Um, And then on top of that, now we have these electric ones popping in and, and hybrids, which are super powerful as well. I mean, we have all this stuff happening at once. I'm not for or against any of it, I just love it all happening. I'm yeah. thrilled. And, and I think it's pushing everybody to be better, right? Exactly. That's, that's the only thing that can happen. Yeah. It, um, if all the, all the boats yeah. have to float as the water increases, right? Yeah. And I, I, I will bring Rivian into this. I think we sure. should. This, we should. Um, kudos to Rivian. I mean, they've sold, I think, a couple thousand or several thousand vehicles now. Yeah, they're um, starting to they're kind um, of catch up a little bit. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously, it's a new company. Mm-hmm. Launching a new company is insanely difficult. I would imagine. For automotive, <laughs> yeah, uh, billions of dollars already were invested, etc. Mm-hmm. But the R1T truck pickup, uh, which is a little bit also kind of body on frame, but also has a lot of unibody characteristics to it, which is quite interesting. Well, it's a skateboard platform. It's isn't a skateboard it? platform on, onto which basically the cab and bed 
are Dropped mounted. onto, right. But the bed and cab are kind of connected, if that makes sense. Yeah. So not, not a big separation between the bed and the cab. So the rivet, yeah, it's there. I mean, it also has high adjustable suspension. It also has lots of power, 835 horsepower. And the presentation on that truck is so high-tech and cool. Four motors, yeah. so perfect four-wheel drive, right, because you can control each wheel separately. In- independently, yeah. Yes, so amazing vehicle, too. Um, right now, if you did not pre-order a Rivian R1T, they're about 90 grand, mm-hmm. kind of starting-ish price. So they're still in that, they're in that area as yes, well. Yes, yes, they are, yeah. yeah. So once again, so this is where the state of the art is, basically, for, for these off-road capable, but also quick vehicles. Super quick. Super fast. Everything we've mentioned in terms of at least the top and anything that goes 80 and above, all those vehicles are like around four seconds or faster. Or less, yeah. <laughs> I mean, these are pickup trucks, guys. I mean, in the 80s and even the 90s, most vehicles couldn't do zero to 60s that were better than nine or eight seconds. Well, in the 80s, Ferraris couldn't do four seconds. No way. <laughs> I mean, you yeah. had to go to like a McLaren F1 to get the really fast times and all that, you know, for the, and that was the moonshot car at the time. Yeah. But I mean, think about where these trucks are now, electric and gas, and where those cars were then. It's just insane. The tech has just been explosive. And on top of that, and this is the best part, all of these vehicles we mentioned, for the most part, I expect to be fairly reliable. Mm-hmm. I mean, unlike a really high-tuned you know, Italian sports car, and I'm not trying to drag down Italian <laughs> sports cars, but they do. Have, there's a rumor that they don't. They're, they're, it's a reputation. Yeah, they, yes. they, they need a lot of care. So these things, I mean, they're they're built to be beaten up, and then you bring them in for regular maintenance. Yeah, that's it. I mean, how cool is that? Yeah, right. this week this week we published another video, uh, Ram TRX versus Hennessy tuned Mammoth 1000 Ram TRX. Oh yeah. And how many drag races did we do? Quarter miles. We did like eight. Well, yeah. actually, we did like we did like three drag races. Yeah. And then I ran the Mammoth TRX like eight other t- acceleration times. Right. You really got that thing heated up and, and ran yes. it and ran it and, and ran it. And you just kept it. running and running and mm-hmm. doing its thing at like 95 degrees uh, ambient temperature. Yeah. And that thing's so, a beast. It, just to look at it's a beast. So that's the reliability we're talking about. Yeah. You know, just, just pounding and accelerating these trucks and running them hard and they just come back for more. It's and, just insane yeah. when you really think about what the stresses are on all the components. Um, now, speaking, we were talking about electric vehicles, and I wanted to shift, once again, Yes. over to our newest project that's happening as we speak. Yes. Um, in fact, uh, the team, uh, Roman, David, Cole, and Jay, are right now in Alaska. Uh, uh, Northern Lightning, Amstel, Alaska is a project name. You can check it out on altfl.com. Mm-hmm. We're publishing videos every Saturday. So come back every Saturday. We're going to have at least six episodes about this. Um, thanks to many sponsors we had, uh, four-wheel campers, flow chargers, mm-hmm. a B of Goodrich tires. That's right. Because um, it's not easy. It's, it's taking a toll, I think, on all of us. Well, th- this comes directly from our pockets. This is a project that Roman dreamt of months ago. And and, and we purchased the Lightning ourselves. Yeah, specifically to do this, by the way. Uh, Yes, we'll be testing it with other things. And we already have done a ton of tests with this truck. Now it's been beefed up with a different set of shoes. And uh, it's got something hanging off the back. It's a very different Lightning right now. And it's headed up to Prudhoe Bay, Alaska. Yeah. And so what we wanted to really show with this is that adventures are possible, mm-hmm. you know, with electric pickups. Right now, it's quite difficult because not just weather-related and road conditions-related, which right. is pretty horrific right now yeah, uh, up there. But that makes it, first of all, fun, mm-hmm. a little bit more challenging. More adventure. But also the network, the charging network, of course, needs to advance, uh, which is making it hard for our team right now. Mm-hmm. But, hey, you know, it, it can only get better from here. More importantly, Andre and I are nice and cozy in Colorado, safe. Ah. And Roman and the team are going up to Alaska. So we're, we're, we're as I said, safe. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sorry, but it's the truth. The good news is that this is, this is new territory. A lot of you guys are either really for or really against. It's very polarizing in terms of the idea of an electric pickup truck or electric vehicles in general. But it's a new frontier, and we're learning new stuff every day. Tech is catching up all the time. And we've complained about the infrastructure, which has improved here, at least in the, 
you lower know, 48. In the lower 48, yeah. it's, it's, it's gotten a lot better, but it still needs to improve. Now imagine Alaska, especially heading up to an area which is where a fuel refinery is, I believe, in Prudhoe Bay. Well, yeah, that's where the pipeline is, <laughs> right. uh, which is why the highway exists, right. which but we're it, using. But it's not exactly what I would call the, pref- the preference for people who have electric vehicles to run up and down. Now, it's no. been done before in electric vehicles, but in a pickup at, truck at, like this? A Tesla car, Tesla car has done this yes, route. Yes, that is correct. Before. So we are really looking forward to what the results are and the possibility that Roman might be eaten by a bear or at least very large mosquitoes out there. It is summer, so things are melting at a very high and alarming rate out there, and mm. it's causing major problems. Well, there are washouts. Yeah, right, okay. washouts, okay. going to be some flooding. Um, and fires, too. Fires, too. So uh, Alcan Highway had some fire, wildfires. So it's yeah, and thankfully, uh, by the way, uh, the guys reported already. Um, mm-hmm. uh, there were in Haynes Junction, and floor charger system worked wonderfully there. Oh, that's great! Uh, which was huge because charging off the regular outlet in your home will take days, and it's unusable, right? So have higher, uh, you know, wattage like a fifty kilowatt station or more mm-hmm. uh, is really critical. So that was incredibly big. So, so far, so good. But it's only going to get harder from here. It's not going to get easier. Now, we do have, for those of you who don't know, there is a chase vehicle, which is a Ford F-150 with the power boost. So it's the hybrid, essentially the same truck that Andre bought. And that system, in theory, could charge the electric pickup truck if it fails somewhere Perhaps they went to a spot where there's supposed to be a hookup and the hookup doesn't exist and they're really low on juice. Or there's a failure of some sort. Right. That truck could, in theory, charge the the electric pickup truck. However, we're anticipating that that shouldn't be necessary. We need a chase vehicle anyway for the crew and the gear and all that. And video production. Well, well, that's exactly it. So that is why that truck is there. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see. And our buddy David's in there as well. And he's a man of all talents, many he's, talents. Yeah, he so. actually, so he could build the coffin for Roman after Roman's gobbled up by the bear. And um, it'll be a beautiful... It'll, it'll be beautiful. Yeah. It'll be outstanding. Not yeah. that I'm hoping... Anyway, oh, wow. let's continue. So, um, yeah, so Northern Lightning is happening. So thank you for guys for watching. Yeah. Really appreciate that. Uh, once again, alltfl.com is where everything you will be able to see, the latest updates, um, everything like that. The uh, four-wheel camper has been working pretty well. I already spent two nights on it mm-hmm. uh, camping because I drove from Sacramento to Seattle. Um, right, so, and you also went to the Overland Expo, yeah. the Pacific one. Yeah, so we talked about it during the last episode, right. which was really amazing, uh, amazing show. So once again, we thank you for joining us. It was awesome, guys. We'll see you next uh, next week on another episode of TFL Talking Trucks. Cheers. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.